0: This is Paul Hicks from Waiting for Doom and you're listening to me who would be listening to the Longbox Crusade except I'm doing a promo for them right now
1: Thank you You're listening to Longbox Crusade Podcast Episode 18 featuring Blackest Night Number 6 from December of 2009 a part of the JL May 2019 Podcast Crossover Event Welcome to another episode of the Longbox Crusade, a podcast where each episode a random date and year is chosen and then an issue is selected from the over 20 plus long boxes stashed away in my basement. Each episode will summarize, review, and reminisce about the issue, ads, and events of that time period. I'm your host, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados, And joining me this time around is Jared Albrick, the yard sale artist. That... The prescription, prescription for danger. danger. Doing your own sound effects. I'm doing my own sound effect. And
2: I'm jumping in here. I'm going to let you introduce the other guys. Mm-hmm. Not only, Pat, is this the Blackest Night event for jail may of twenty nineteen, but do you know what this is for the long box crusade?
1: Um, let me uh I some sort of anniversary, I think.
2: It is our three year anniversary. And I just want to say I love you. Oh, I love you too. I need you in my life, and thank you for taking this journey with me.
1: Oh, those are three things you're gonna tell me?
2: So talking to Delvin. Right. Oh, <laughs> so oh, man. oh, man. But seriously, happy anniversary, fellas. I want to hear what the other guys have to
1: say. Who else is here? Pat. Well, you know who's here. I'll I'm, you know what? It's been three years. You you know who's here with <laughs> us. Figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you introduce him Let's do that. Let's mix you know, it up I'll a
2: little. Mean, I'll tell you what, I'll hand it off to my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull. Albrecht, happy anniversary, Jason.
3: Well, pop goes the weasel <laughs> and the weasel goes pop. Wow, three years, man! I'm ready for some strange. I wonder what's happening over at some of those other podcasts. Hey, you guys are looking good over. Hey, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the seven year itch, man. Oh, Not three I'll... year itch. Oh. <laughs> No, in all seriousness, yeah, three years. That's, uh, God, it seems like only yesterday when you were convincing me to come on this podcast. I was like, I don't know anything about podcasting. You're like, ah, we don't either. It'll be fine. Let's go. I made some new friends and had some fun experiences and looking forward to going out to Charlotte and the Heroes Con again and Mm -hmm. sweating off another 20 pounds in Delvin's Hot as Hell House. Happy to help, Jason. Happy to help. (laughs) Let's do another three, guys. And with that, I'm going to pass it over to Delvin. Delvin, it's our three-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, man.
0: Well, sweet. And as a wise man once said... <laughs> Also, I mean, I guess since we're out of the terrible two-phase, I can stop peeing the bed every time that we start the podcast. Thank you guys for putting up with that. Not that it had to be difficult.
3: You always That's said a it was part shy, of growth, man. You were blaming that on Mr. Countery. I thought yeah, it know, was,
1: was <laughs> hey, <or Mary> Jane. <laughs>
3: Oopsie boopsie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was. Well, hey, I mean,
2: peeing in the bed on Fridays. <laughs> you got to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, a special
0: in fairness i had a lot of good alibis did i not i mean
2: yeah you did <laughs> i did. You did have some cover i will say that i was believing the whole that it was Sean the whole time so that's fine
0: well okay since you guys you know took something you know i'll take something from pat as well we need to talk about crusades So um, we'll start with Pat. Pat, tell us, what crusade are you currently on?
1: That's a good question, Delvin. I wasn't expecting to go first. (laughs) (laughs) Crusade (laughs) is currently to think of a crusade. (laughs) No, I think, my you know, my crusade is just to to continue to have this podcast to grow, have fun on it. I'm looking forward to the next year, to another year of doing the crusade uh, with the many podcasts that we have and growing this network even more, I think. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really blessed as far as this podcast has come. In dreaming this up, I would have never thought to be here where I am and meeting some really great guys and really great people that listen and having a fun time with everybody. I really appreciate it. Sweet.
2: What about you, Jared? What crusade are you on? Wow. Since we're all feeling very thankful for the last three years, I just want to thank all of our listeners who supported my indie comic career. Most of our listeners have picked up a copy of Hamilton versus Burr, and I greatly appreciate that. So, which leads me into my next crusade. I have finished writing a comic called Francisco Stein Gunslinger, and it is in the art process now, getting closer to being done. Another book called Shipwrecker. I came up with that title all by myself. No one helped. Shut up, Pat. No one (laughs) helped. That's my only claim to fame. I am just about done writing Shipwrecker. I'm writing the final act. So that's my crusade is to finish writing Shipwrecker and get that and Francisco Stein out to the people who have really supported me as sort of that small indie guy that does the show. I, I greatly appreciate those folks. And I'm going to keep working for you. So I guess that leaves...
3: Jason? It does indeed. And let me first say, you know, just to kind of tag along with Pat there, thanks to everybody that's listened to us. Thanks for the opportunity to be part of this JL May podcast, this blackest night experience. We had a fun time doing this last year with the Silver Age project and get to do this again this year. This is always special for us. Thanks to our fans, you know, the ones that have been with us from Dave. Day one, I said day one, you before know, <laughs> <little poignant laughs> slipped there. But yeah, you know, Dave, old Ben, thanks for listening. Courtney, everybody who's, who's joined up on our club, thank you. We just have a blast doing this, and we're glad that you mm-hmm. do too. As far as my crusade is concerned, I got a message in the mail. It was a little bit mysterious, and it was from Wales. It was some friends of ours that we met on our trip to Iceland, Julie and I. They invited us to their wedding in Scotland, so this will be in March. So we are <laughs> thinking we're going to attend that. So it will be my first trip. Dude, to Scotland. I'm completely jealous.
2: <laughs> oh, you yeah. know who you got to take with you if you go to Scotland?
3: <laughs> I do. Well, I was hoping he let me stay at his place. I mean, he crashes at our flat all the time. So I thought maybe he would let me have a spare room or something. We'll have to see. So, Delvin, what is your crusade, sir? Everybody else has given their gratitude, so let me start off with that.
0: This whole thing is one huge trip for me because I've, you know, written about it in Crusaders Club about how Jared got me started on this. And, you know, I did it as a favor to a friend, and, and now it is just a part of my life now. You know, three main staples in my life now, you know, besides you know my wife are you know, work and jiu-jitsu and this, and... That is in no way depressing. This is part of what gives me some meaning right now. I am very proud to say that. It's been a lot of fun. I find myself going out and promoting the podcast, you know, because I want to see it grow too. But actually, it's really just an extension of who I am right now, and that's a really cool thing. And and it's nice to be a part of something that you can honestly say has meaning because there are people who are getting actual joy from it, and that's not even just guesswork. That's from people actually responding to us and saying things, and all of that is just amazing. I never would have expected it, but I am grateful to have it, and I'm not in any hurry to see it leave anytime soon.
2: here, here, here. here. Yeah. Three <laughs> more years. Three more so.
0: years. My crusade probably has to do with jujitsu. Eventually, not, not anytime soon, my blue belt needs to turn purple. And my instructor, Steve, that guy runs things very much like military. And he wants you to have a particular set of skills <laughs> before you get your purple belt. And he has made it very clear what those things are. And I'm in a process of starting to get some guys together. And we're going to start learning that list together going to be tough and eventually I'm going to have to test for that thing I'm looking forward to it I'm interested in challenges like that and, and, and it's going to be one heck of a challenge so looking forward to it
3: there's an easier way to get that purple <laughs> Amazon. did you say Amazon <laughs> I, you, I did say Amazon but I didn't hear what Jason said <laughs> I said you, you just throw it in the box for some <laughs> you'll have like that purple belt no time <laughs> <laughs> I might be missing the
2: point though
3: <laughs> I got faith in
2: Delvin he is the best around mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: no one's going to ever keep me down <laughs> <laughs> you got the touch, uh-huh. Dylan.
1: <laughs> you got the <laughs> These are
0: encouraging words.
1: Oh, well, I think with that, we've probably rambled on enough. So we do appreciate everybody's support. And for those of you that are just joining us as part of the JLMA 2019 Blackest Night podcast event, thank you for joining us. Welcome. I hope, well, and welcome. Yeah. Now that you've heard us ramble on and t- chitter chat here. <laughs> If you've made it this
3: far, it gets better. We swear to God we'll talk about the comic at some point.
1: Does it Does it really get better?
3: I might have oversold us there, boys. Pull up, pull up. I was telling the truth, though. We will talk about the comic eventually.
1: We will get to that. But before that, you have obviously been following along with the JL May 2019 Blackest Night podcast event. And with that, I'm going to go through a quick checklist of the people you probably should have listened to before you got to us. It started off with Blackest Night Zero by the podcast of Oa, And then it went to Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill for Blackest Night One. Then we went to The Idol Head of Diablo, Blackest Night Two and Green Lantern 44. Then the Fire and Water Podcast Network took on Blackest Night number three. Head Speaks took on Blackest Night number four, followed by Coffee and Comics Podcast for Blackest Night number five. You now, you're with us. The Longbox Crusade for Blackest Night number six. Along the way, there are also some additional participants along the way that you can listen to as well, too. And we'll go through the whole list at the end of the show as well. And also put it in the show notes to make sure that you're able to follow along with the whole event. It's a great time. We really appreciate being offered the opportunity to join JL May again as we were part of it last year as well, too. So we hope you are a continued listener from that time. But I think with that, boys, I think we should go ahead and start the show. We want to invite you to be a part of this show by submitting your comments and memories, which will be read later on in the show. All links and pictures for this episode will be in the show notes, which will be found at the website longboxcrusade.com. Please add the podcast to your favorite podcast feed or on iTunes, and also follow the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by the handle at Longbox Crusade. We hope you come along with us on this crusade to read them all. But before we get started, we're going to take a quick podcast promo break from a friend of the show and we will be right back. Sean
4: Ten years ago, a crashing wave of light erupted across the DC universe. A multicolored spectrum of energy bathed the cosmos in a war of light. Rage clashed against passion. Hope sought to stifle fear. Greed to choke out compassion. And in the middle of it all, the will to keep going and fight for all. Now this war has come to the surface of our planet because while the light fights, the darkness rises. Hero, villain, friend, foe, family. Across the universe, the dead have risen, and it's going to take every available podcaster to fight back. In 2016, we covered the dawn of the Justice League with Justice League Year One. In 2017, we soaked in the seminal justice. Last year, we threw it back to the Silver Age. But this year's JLMA podcast event covers an event that knows not the boundaries of death itself. J.L. May covers Blackest Night in celebration of the event's 10-year anniversary. Our coverage begins on April 30th with the podcast of OA and proceeds through the entire month of May with Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, The Idol of Diablo, The Fire and Water Podcast, Head Speaks, Coffee and Comics Podcast, Longbox Crusade, Waiting for Doom, Task Force X, the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, the Dr. DC Podcast, the Birds of Prey Podcast, Justice's First Dawn, and Ends with the Lantern Cast. So join us this May, because across the DC Universe, the dead have risen. Where will you be?
1: Welcome back from the break. Today's adventure from the long box is Blackest Night number six from December 2009. Credits for this issue are provided by Mike's Amazing World of Comics website. Publisher is DC. Got a cover date of February 2010, but its on sale date was December 23rd, 2009. Ooh, just a few days before Christmas. Cover price for this issue was $3.99. Editor is Eddie Barganza. Writer, Jeff Johns. Penciler is Ivan Reese. Inker, O'Clair Albert. Another inker is Joe Prado. Letterer is Nick Napolitano. Colorist, Alex Sinclair. This was reprinted in Blackest Night hardcover in 2010, along with the Blackest Night trade paperback in 2011. And you can also find this on the DC Universe app now. So we hope you are reading along with us as we go through this series for the whole 2019 May experience. Let's get to the cover with some cover credits by Penciler Ivan Rice and Inker Eau Claire Albert. Jared, can you give us a cover description? I will do my darndest. Just a personal
2: revelation here. I didn't quite Mm -hmm. understand you when you say we're doing this event that I guess you said Blackest Night. I thought you said Gladest Night. I've been listening to all our hits, so I'm kind of unprepared for this.
3: You've got a license to kill, kill. Huh? No uh-huh. There you go I, I,
0: I will sing the whole
2: song I know He'll sing the whole song I better keep going Okay, so what you've got Is the more modern DC logo With the swoopy star Up in the top left corner And then you've got The various ring symbols Going across the very top Underneath that You have in a very Green Lantern font Blackest Night As the title of the issue It's got a subtitle That says The New Guardians The main action has a very well-drawn picture, in my opinion, by Mr. Reyes Reyes by Ivan, of the Green Lantern from Torso. Up behind him are the Green Lanterns of all the different colors, yellow, orange, red, purple, indigo, and blue. I don't know all their names, but it looks to me like Vincent Price, those dogs the Klingons had from Star Trek Three, a very angry Grimace, some kind of alien from the Mass Effect franchise, Huntress inexplicably is there, and I think one of the characters from Avatar. <laughs> 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 I think you're all, correct
1: on all of those.
2: they are all wrong, but somehow all right. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell me sinestra doesn't look like
1: Vincent Price. <laughs> he
2: does. she does. And I'm almost positive that's a Hunter Stover's left shoulder. But uh, there you have it. Uh, they're all showing their rings and they're all ready for battle. And that's about it. I'm going to go back to you, Pet.
1: All right. Well, I, I appreciate that, Jared, with that cover. <laughs> description thing,
2: the thing i did. <laughs> yeah, the
1: thing, the thing did talking
2: about the cover <laughs> <laughs> not bad for making that up about four seconds ago no no nope.
1: <laughs> and as you were doing that i was actually putting on all six of my rings that i have
2: oh my goodness uh, last time i made. saw a green lantern put on that many rings it went really
1: badly mm-hmm. so this means this podcast is going to go really badly so <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's gonna break out that rage ring any minute
1: now <laughs> I got these from uh, at HeroesCon when I was hanging with Paul Hicks. Anyway, he comes from a land down under. Yes, he does. Let's go ahead and get to some cover thoughts on this. We'll start with Delvin. It's a
0: good one. I mean, Ivan, uh, we're going to screw up his name, everybody, <laughs> so apologies. I think it's uh, Reyes. He draws beautiful stuff. You can tell that uh, between him and uh, Mr. Albert, they showed out on this cover. While it's not a ton of action, it's a beautiful portrait, I think. And it does show the lanterns across all the spectrum. And I know a little bit about this, fellows. And these are all the leaders of the respective lantern corps. So that's what this uh, is a picture of. And it's a very beautifully drawn picture of all of them. Great depictions of them. I will uh, pass it to Jason.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, Delvin. I think despite the fact that we don't have a ton of action, what we do have is a lot of characters, and I'm impressed with the way they managed to put so many people on the cover in a manner that doesn't look terribly jumbled and i gotta give a hats off to the colorist man or i I imagine probably digitally colored at this point but still just to have those greens and the yellows oranges reds purples blues all kind of blended together nicely but in a way that it accentuates each of the characters and the color of ring that they possess without being overly chaotic Yeah, that took some talent right there and yeah Rock me, Ivan Reyes. Okay.
4: Oh,
3: so, yeah, that's what I got.
2: What do you think, Jared? You guys have said it all. Ivan is an amazing penciler. One of the nice things about having this on the DC app is that it shows you the variant covers mm-hmm. for this. You guys probably saw that. I know a couple of you guys read it off the app. The second or first variant cover, but the second cover you see is the pencils only by Ivan. And wow. Wow. just wow that guy can work a pencil like nobody's business the other variant cover is more of a painted cover of a zombie looking dude holding the rings it's completely different and it's also really well done so i mean they're all amazing i have nothing else to add except underscore what jason said about the digital colorist on this just home run home run absolutely poster worthy to hang on your wall if you're a green lantern fan
3: Yeah, no
1: doubt. Does that leave you, Pat? I think it does. I think you guys have said a lot about it as well, too. I definitely love the way this is drawn and just the colors that pop on this. The spectrum of colors, the yellow, the red, the orange, blue, magenta, indigo, and green. So I'd really love it. And, you know, Hal jordans he's my Green Lantern. He always has been. Have I read a lot of Kyle? I haven't read a lot of Kyle. So I'm definitely drawn really close to Hal Jordan. A really nicely drawn cover well with that why don't we go ahead and get into the story synopsis for this issue
0: that's me i'm up The title that's on the cover that says the new guardians let's go with that title this story is the new guardians the issue begins with the combined multi-spectrum lantern core discovering that a swarm of rings are trying to take control of the resurrected beings of planet earth the color of the rings black looks like the guys are in a jam a pearl jam
2: Uh Oh, I see a theme coming.
0: Hal Jordan is attacked by the Black Ring versions of Green Arrow and Superman, who was always given to fly. To add to Hal's troubles, Black Rings attempt to attach themselves to both him and Barry Allen, the Flash. So off he goes, running away from it. To add, Flash was being hounded by a Black Ring version of Impulse. Green Lantern resisted any sort of kill shot on any of the heroes with a Black Ring, as well saying, this is not for you. Flash, with Green Lantern in tow, literally skips two seconds into time, granting both the heroes release from the Black Rings chasing them. They both wonder if they prevent the Black Plague of the Rings. Will all of the resurrected heroes die again? Like it was one last kiss. In The Dead Zone, a dead version of Gene Loring tortures a very much alive Ray Palmer, the Atom, and Mera, Queen of the Oceans. With an assist from Dead Man and a warning that literally every Black Lantern is heading to Earth, Adam and Mera escape out of what Adam felt was a defective Black ring. The ring turns out to be Black Lantern Wonder One, whom Mera engages in a fight. Meanwhile, Green Lantern Jon Stewart is incoming with a countless number of Black Lanterns at his sixth. Ganfin is a guardian, millennia old, like an elderly woman behind the counter in a small town. He takes Hal's ring and splits it into two to become a green lantern to help out the fight, telling the ring, I am mine. His last act as guardian was to trigger all the multicolored lantern rings to get help, and they do so. Ray Palmer gets Indigo for compassion, Mara gets Red for rage, Wonder Woman gets Purple for love, causing her to reject her black ring, Scarecrow gets Yellow, but better, for Fear, Against Larfleeze's wishes, Lex Luthor gets orange for avarice, and last, Flash gets blue for hope, telling Hal Jordan with the new recruits, all will be well. If you're wondering how many Pearl Jam songs I included in that, 10, of course. Also, don't count, please. Thanks. <laughs> I'm still laughing
3: over your
1: Lead better. <laughs> and with that, Delvin has spoken.
3: Genius. Genius. Well done, sir. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Delvin has spoken
0: in class,
1: in class today. today?
0: <laughs> I'm with you Pat.
1: Oh, thank you, Delvin. Thank Jeremy? Yes. Yeah. All right. Jerry. Jerry. Jerry.
0: Jerry for me. Check, check his ID.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that recap, Delvin. So let's find out what everybody thought about this story. And we're going to start with Jason.
3: I really liked how it jumped right into action on page one. I mean, it was a great blend of action and horror. And I think this is kind of coming along at the same time as Walking Dead is becoming very popular. So I'm thinking there was probably some inspiration from Walking Dead. But I really liked the zombies mixed with superhero kind of storytelling there. You know, right away, when you see Sinestro and Hal Jordan fighting together, you know some mess is going down. <laughs> <You know? laughs> this is, things are not normal when well, you got both of them fighting together. A really high-octane, action-packed story. I liked how the quick thinking and teamwork by Flash and Green Lantern to outrun the Corrupting Rings was really cool. And I'm just going to say, man, Mare is a badass. I'll just leave it at that.
1: What do you think, Pat? Well, I really enjoyed the storyline. It's been a long time since I've actually read this, probably since back in 2009 when it came out. I was reading along at the time and trying to get all my hands on all the Green Lantern books that I could at the time. What I really like about the story is you mentioned it. It's that zombie kind of atmosphere going on, that darker vibe to it. I don't think we really get really too dark in this particular issue. It's more of the change in the story starting to get towards the lighter side of it. I really enjoy seeing the color contrast going on here. That's what really draws my eye to this book a lot, is just you have all that rainbow of color going on in the Green Lantern cord. And every page has got some sort of a little splash of color happening with that darkness that's surrounding it. I'm really interested in the characters that have passed away and that are, you know, have been resurrected again with this to kind of to learn a little bit more what happened to them you know how did they die why you know why are they back and i like how they are just messing around with the heroes their minds you know if you're going to mess with a hero you don't really need a superpower you just really got to get in their mind and you'll be able to take them down that way
0: particularly by bringing up somebody they feel they failed in the Mm -hmm. past That's a surefire way to do it.
1: Yeah, definitely. All in all, I'm really enjoying the story and how John's has the build up to this. And all the other podcasts have kind of said this along and along. If you've been following along like I have, listening to these episodes, everybody does a great job of building this, telling you what's been happening in the story and and bringing it along here. So, yeah, really enjoyed the story. Jared? Didn't read it. Hey! Uh, Happy
2: birthday. birthday. birthday birthday! Anyway, (laughs) the story to me was not a great jumping on point with the understanding that I am in issue six of eight. I was highly confused. You all know what happens to me when we do cosmic stories, non-Earthbound stories. Mm -hmm. It's difficult for me. It took me a while to figure out that these black rings were chasing everybody down. But Once I got that, okay, cool. And then I saw where they're going by the end of the story where all the different heroes and in some cases villains acquired different colored rings. That's Mm -hmm. always cool to see someone else kind of get a new twist on their powers. You know, what's somebody like the Scarecrow going to do with his ring? Oh, yeah. What's somebody like Lex Luthor going to do with his and the Flash with his and all very cool ideas. So by the end, I was good to go. But in the beginning, I was like, what's going on? You know, why is Superman dead? They're referencing that it was the one that Doomsday killed, but Mm -hmm. he's already back. So how is he dead and back? How is Green Arrow dead and back? I'm having a hard time understanding that. I imagine if I read the other, you know, five issues, I'd probably know.
0: Let me help you out a little bit, Jared. The main purpose of Blackest Night is that Necron, who's one of the um, undead folks, and the Black Hand, who has been a longtime Green Lantern foe, they are in charge of basically the black rings, the colorless part of the spectrum. That is the undead. Their whole thing is to give all the dead rings and command their own army against everyone else.
2: I get that. I got it. I appreciate that. But how is Superman dead and alive at the same time?
0: they're able to also get people who were brought back from the dead.
2: So they're like getting them from
0: some other... No, so they're crafting the Black Lantern rings and sending them out to find people, and the Black Lantern rings are attaching themselves to people who were either oh, dead
1: or, come back. Yeah. or either once yeah. dead. Okay,
2: so when I'm I see to. Superman fighting Green Lantern there on like page mm-hmm. two, that's real Superman. He He's just got a black ring on now correct and okay is, okay
0: and, and that is why green lantern was reticent to hurt him in any way because he
2: was it. actually superman It will be very beneficial for me when I go back and listen to this series of podcasts. So I'm sure I will learn a bunch of details from the other folks doing the shows with the JL May crossover. But you've helped tremendously. So I've got it now. It was confusing at first, but I was being carried along by beautiful art. And then I picked up what they were doing at the end by bringing in different folks for the different color rings, different heroes. And I ended up really enjoying it. And I wouldn't mind maybe checking out. I'm sure this isn't a trade. You probably mentioned that, Pat. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind picking that up and checking it out so it was a tough on board for me but you know i came in at issue six so uh, aside from that thumbs up
1: well, very interesting that brings up a good question has anybody else jason or delvin have you read this when it was originally out
0: i did yes i did also okay when we were doing this one i was able to go uh to the comic book tombs and open it up and find the blackest night no pun
2: intended there actually okay. I thought that was a Marvel character. Actually, that's Black. No, that's the Black Knight. Oh, I thought Batman was known as the Black. No, Knight. That's the Dark the Dark Knight. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll stop. <laughs>
1: I do like when some of the villains get their rings mm-hmm. I thought that was very cool too to see who got what ring and why right. and it, most fitting yeah. definitely for for each one of them if you know the definition of avarice which I don't greed greed Ah,
3: yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Lex Luthor got his just in time too he's, he's about, about to get through
1: his, yeah there's a ton of them coming after him it's like eat me yeah.
3: well yeah he's been
1: a very bad boy
0: yeah those are all the people he killed and it looks like one of them, of course, was his old pop pop. Uh huh. Yeah, pop pop's back in business.
1: Devlin, did we get to uh, you? Nope. Oh, all right. Well, let's hear from you. What do you think about the story?
0: I have to give credit, first of all, to Jeff Johns. He wrote Green Lantern for a long time. He did a masterful job of it. I remember him starting this whole thing with the spectrum lanterns of all the colors of the rainbow. And I'm like, this seems dumb. This doesn't make any sense. And it wasn't a half ass thing. He completely fleshed it out. Brought up leaders, had legitimate reasons for all of the leaders having their different reasons for having mastery of their color spectrum. And at the end of it, he had just fully revolutionized what Green Lantern was and just did an amazing and awesome job. Of it, not just uh, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan, but all the other Green Lanterns and just the universe as well. Now, for this particular book, there was so much going on. Mm-hmm. And even jumping on with issue six, you can see the impending doom that was surrounding not just the heroes, but the entire universe. The action was picked up right in the middle and it just kept at a very quick, fast pace and continued throughout the end of the book. And the book ended on a good ending, a beautiful flash page. It seemed like things, as Pat alluded to, are starting to get a little bit better for the heroes. But even with that, there had to be desperate measures. Ganth had to trigger a failsafe in all of the rings to go and commission help, which even the ring bearers didn't even know was possible of the other spectrum. So they had to pull out just all the stops to stop this foe of Necron and the Black Hand. The book was very good, and the storyline as a whole was very well set up. is worth reading, uh, going back and checking out all of Blackest Night, and anything before or after that, Jared, if you're interested in it and at the time, uh-huh. it's
2: worth it. Mm-hmm. Seems like the story that seems was pretty was solid, cool. and the art's top notch, but I know we'll talk about art in a minute, so I won't jump ahead.
3: And Gantt deputizing himself, too. That's another sign that, man, we are in some trouble. He's is gonna go get his hands dirty here. <laughs> yeah, the
0: Guardians are normally the, okay, we're just gonna sit back and let things happen type thing. They're kind of like watchers uh-huh. uh, from the Marvel verse yeah. in that way but this time it's like no <laughs> time to work. I am needed so I have to step forward and actually fight this
2: time I think one of the things that might have confused me too is we started out and they were talking about black rings and black lanterns and I want to say that I, I remember really enjoying a, a story in Green Lantern Core with Guy Gardner and I Could have sworn they had Black Lanterns in there, and their whole point was to be like Black Ops Lanterns doing this off-the-books missions, and Guy Gardner was the leader of them. And I know that that was a thing. Whether or not they literally had black rings and black costumes, that part, I can't remember. But when I saw black rings and black lanterns, I thought, is this tied into when Guy Gardner was leading the black ops team for the Green Lantern Corps? Uh, Obviously, the answer was no, but it it made me ponder for a while. I never heard of that, my friend. I think Tomasi was the writer on it. Peter Tomasi was the writer of the Green Lantern Corps back in about, about time we were in Texas, Delvin, about that era. Okay. So what would that be, 2000? 2006-ish. Yeah, 2005 to seven. There you go. But yeah, that was another source of my confusion, but it didn't last terribly long because like, nah, this doesn't look like it's related to that. That's all. That's just my way of saying I've read some Green Lantern. (laughs)
3: <laughs> you know I know some Greenlander.
1: I'm going to say again, too, with the story. I like seeing Hal Jordan. Barry Allen is back. Barry's my Flash as well.
3: You're going to happy.
2: Uh, I have a follow-up question. Is Impulse dead? No. Impulse is
0: one of the ones who is... Just possessed by a black lantern ring.
1: Ah, okay. Well, with that, why don't we go into see what everybody thought about the story art? Let's go ahead and start with Delvin.
0: Beautiful. I don't even have to say much <laughs> about it. Just Ivan Reyes, Reyes Rice, however you pronounce his last name, you pronounce his artwork awesome. (laughs) It was beautifully done. And there wasn't a single bad thing that he drew in the book. The book was kinetic. It just moved and it was fun to look at. That's it. I can think of many other ways to say that, but just freaking awesome. I'm going to pass it to Jared.
2: I'm also going to get a JFA, just freaking awesome. Nothing wrong with it. Just great combination between the penciler, the inker, the colorist, the letterer, the whole thing is just dang near perfect.
3: Jason? I agree with you entirely. There's not a wasted panel. There's not a wasted space. I love from a storytelling perspective, They have some pages that break down the action into smaller panels and it explodes into a bigger panel at certain points. So from a pacing standpoint, it's perfect. It just keeps you turning the page. I flew through this book and it left me hungry for more. And I mean, it just brilliantly done, wrapping it up with that huge spread on that final page 23. Colors are great. It's just great. I'll let Pat take it from there.
1: Well, I can't really provide much more besides what you guys said. One thing I want to point out is through the whole book, you don't have white You have just a black page background as well, too. I think that's really awesome and makes this really even stand out. it
0: to be purposefully done.
1: Yeah. As I page through this book, I'm like, oh, the pages are black and you can, there's black in between the panels as well. I think that's what makes this more of feel like, you know, make you feel more of a darkness that's happening because it's just surrounding the whole thing.
3: Yep. You're absolutely right.
1: Just Uh, like
2: the creator of Hamilton versus Burr did all his pages on an antique paper looking background.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, guy's boy, genius. I wish I would know who did that. Uh, that was smart, man. I would <laughs> like to meet him someday. But as far as you guys said too, Ivan Rice's artwork is just amazingly beautiful in this. Mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. know, just uh, the art, the colors just make it pop even more. To imagine he did what eight books in this series? Yeah, or more. Yeah,
3: it's, so he did them all.
1: I believe so. I believe wow. he
3: did at least the core title. Yeah,
1: it's just amazing to see just the detailing with uh, so many characters. The detail you have to put in, along with the the dead or the zombie-looking creatures as well. Uh, I call them creatures, but characters as well, too. But, man, it's just a beautiful thing to look through and see. And,
3: I mean, even, like, with the smaller panels and having so many characters, it's very clear what's happening. You know, from a storytelling perspective, that's tough to pull off. And he does it amazingly well.
1: Once you've read it through, you can definitely know what's happening just through the, the art on the pages. It's telling a story by itself. Very awesome. Well, with that, why don't we go and find out what our favorite page or interior art would be from the book? And I'll let Jared handle that.
2: Ah, uh, this is a classic. We haven't done this in a while. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're at a con and you're walking down the rows and you see Mr. Ivan Reyes Rice Reese. You see Ivan sitting there, and he's got all of the original pages that he penciled for this book. And he says, hey, you guys, the long Longbox Crusade guys, and I love your show, so I'm going to give you any page you want from the issue you did for us. It was issue six. So you get one page out of here, original
3: art. You're going to frame it. You're going to hang it on your wall. You're going to love it. What do you pick? Jason? I'm going to go with page 12. I think that's content page 12. The single, large, full-page picture of John Stewart. Oh, yeah fleeing ahead of the horde of black rain bears there that's going to be my pick uh,
2: i'll go ahead and jump in and say that's exactly the same one i picked as well and let's find out from delvin
0: i just want to just mention that page flipping through the comic and i just i stopped at that page and just kind of went <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, man. That, yeah, a, you have to flip the page
0: yeah it's yep. breathtaking it is a beautiful page in the interest of not just fawning over that awesome picture, which is a great pick, I'll go with the last page, or mm-hmm. the last pages of the book. The reason why is because all of these, I mentioned the characters, but there's Scarecrow, Wonder Woman, Adam, Flash, Lex Luthor, and Mera. All of them got mm-hmm. costume changes for that oh, yeah. one page. And they all look cool. That is spectacular. So I'm, I'm going to go with that. Uh, What do you got, Pat?
1: Well, you took the one that I was going to use as well, too. (laughs) And I love the one that Jared and Jason chose as well, too. So... Boy, there's just so much beautiful art in this.
0: There was also one that I would have been happy if somebody would have picked of Ganthit welcoming himself to the Green Lantern.
1: Oh, yeah.
3: I thought that was cool, too. That was going to be my alternate if the Jon Stewart one got chosen ahead. So, yeah, you couldn't go wrong. You oh. could basically just grab a page out of this thing <laughs> and put it up on your wall
1: and be happy. You know, there's one page that I'm going to choose. I like the page where Flash and Green Lantern, and Flash mm-hmm. is pulling him. Yep, you I get was that. Just about to say that. It's a four-panel shot, and it's Flash's face. The coloring and the drawing on this is so awesome. Then you get the lightning, and then you get the ring, the black rings just dropping to the ground when he does that two-second jump.
3: Yeah.
2: The determination in the eyes that he
1: draws in panel two of the Flash oh, is yeah. just yeah. captivating.
3: With the lantern chain around his shoulders. Mm -hmm. That's yeah.
1: I like that page and I think it really encapsulates the story as well too a little bit. So if I had a page to grab that would remind me of this book, I would grab this page. Very cool. Good choice. Good choices all. Back to you, Pat. All right. Well, well, with that, since this was out in 2009, which is about 10 years ago from when this came out, let's see. Do you guys got any memories from 2009? What was going on for you? Well, let's start with you, Devon.
0: December 2009. I had just moved. Uh, it was a few months ago. I moved into um, Odenton, Maryland. I was stationed at Fort Meade. When I was going to Maryland, I had never been in, in that area of the country before. I don't know if I've ever lived in East Coast time. And I was told that Maryland was a four-season state and it had, you know, pretty calm summers and mild winters. That summer I came there and like, temperatures were routinely in the 90s. That is not mild weather pretty dang hot and i'm from alabama so i'll buy 90s that's hot and then come december 2009 right around christmas time or so it dumped 23 inches of snow (laughs) 23 i remember driving home from a christmas party and snow was already coming down and i'm like oh my goodness got home and like walked up the stairs because i had like a split level condo and i walked up the stairs and i'm like it was kind of cool in here oh no the heat was out (laughs) oh so thankfully i had a landlord who didn't suck and i called him i'm like Help. <laughs> my hands help! And he had somebody there within the next couple of hours who jury rigged it and fixed it. But I actually wound up having to um, stay over uh, Christmas to get it fixed. That's my memories from that time frame. Very good. Jason.
3: Well, the December 23rd stands out to me because uh, that was the day I met Julie. Oh, oh wow. Uh, So that would be one year from our first date that we had at the SPAR in downtown Olympia. 2009, is kind of significant because this is really, I think this has about been at Ecology for my first year. I started as a public participation grant officer. So I was selecting environmental outreach and education grants and managing grant projects around the state. So that was fun.
1: And would the storage facility be located on these premises?
2: yes. And may I see this storage facility?
3: So it was kind of a transition year after I had left the military, that I just finished college, and now I was starting my new career and had spent one year with Julie. So, yeah, pretty significant date. Very cool. E- Pat, what kind of memories are bringing for you, sir?
1: I'm trying to think of where I was at the time. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, Pat. I'm like,
3: I don't know what I was doing.
1: (laughs) You know what? The kids have kept me busy. Just having them grow up is so much. I mean, my kids were, boy, really young at the time. You know, I think just in the the day-to-day, getting by here, enjoying life with the kids. That's all I got. As much as it sounds... Like I don't live an exciting life. I think that was just this where it was at the time, you know, collecting comics at the time. I think this was back when I was getting into it again, picking up more of the Green Lantern. Sounds about
2: perfect to me. Yeah.
1: Jared, how about you? The
2: only thing that really sticks in my mind about this time was this was about the time that I started teaching self-defense classes again. Grapple tech. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, A friend of mine had owned a fitness, well, a person who had become a friend of mine owned a fitness studio, and it was downtown. It was right across where Jordan was doing some after-school art stuff and I was like, you know, I sit here and I wait on Jordan for about an hour and a half every day so I'm going to check out this fitness studio and they were doing a lot of Zumba and stuff like that and I got to talking with the lady who owned it and I said you know, I'm a certified combat self-defense instructor and how about if I set up a class at this time because she didn't have anything going on you get in some more clientele, you make a little money I make a little money and I got to be here for an hour and a half anyway and she was like, that's a great idea so that's what we started doing so this was about the time that I started launching my combat self-defense classes and that was a a ton of fun.
0: Tiger Uppercut
2: but that's that's the standout memory I have from about this time in 2009.
0: What Jared didn't add is that his main teaching was the Roger Moore Judy chop. Yes.
2: Oh. And if you can grab something above your head, the double double <laughs> butt kicks. To the ooh, ooh. <laughs> you you got to be able to grab. You talk too much. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I did the Roger Moore School of, of Defense. <laughs>
1: All right, well, very good, very good. Do you guys have anything more on this story?
0: Other than very good. I'm glad I was I read it and got a chance to revisit
1: it. Can you believe it's been about 10 years on this story? No, can you believe that? Can you believe we're celebrating our third anniversary? I can't believe that either.
0: 33rd (laughs) E.
1: All right. Well, with that, it's going to bring this part of the show to an end. You got a comment or question, send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com or make a comment on the Twitter or Facebook page. So stick around. We're going to give you some more where you can go to the next Blackest Night at the end. So make sure you stick around for the next few segments we have. We will be right back.
4: To tell you the story of Green Lantern is to tell you the story of the birth of a universe, the origins of DC as a whole. It's a magic emerald meteor from space in the 1940s. It's the establishment of the JSA.
3: It's the birth of the Silver Age.
4: It's the introduction of a universal police force.
3: It's the formation of the JLA.
4: It's the emergence of the multiverse.
3: It's a crisis in both space
4: and time. It's an emerald dawn. And it's an emerald twilight. It's the brightest day. And the blackest night. And the Lantern cast covers all of this and everything in between. We're Green Lantern's greatest advocates and fiercest critics. We've been fans for years, and it's the reason we're self-proclaimed Lanternologists.
3: So find us on iTunes and Stitcher and give us a listen. Because the history of Green Lantern really is the history of the DC Universe. And we've got the interviews, commentaries, reviews, and more to back it up.
1: Welcome back from the break. Let's continue on with the show. Now it's time to scan through the featured issue of Blackest Night number six for the top ads that stood out to us in the same segment called Add it, up.
3: Add it Up.
4: Here are the
1: ads that stood out to us for this issue. Let's start with Jason.
3: Well, I think I'm going to pick the one here just on the inside cover. I like this Kingdom Hearts. Oh, man. Thank God. Well, this is like one of the video games I actually enjoyed playing. It was actually my kids that had it, but I had a lot of fun playing around with it, too. Loved the characters. Loved the story. Great action. Great little puzzles that you had to solve. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Kingdom Hearts. First dad.
0: Very cool. Nice pick.
3: What mattered the most?
0: was remembered the least. That sounds like it'd be like on a, like a frat guy's. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I was thinking that same thing. (laughs) Fraternity t-shirt.
0: We went to the barrel, but the well was
2: dry. (laughs) What? What
3: does that even mean?
2: (laughs) We traveled up the river while you sat on the bench.
3: <laughs> what? What, what the
2: hell? Y'all and I used to clown fraternity t-shirts daily back, back in college. <laughs> because They always had t-shirts made for whatever event they had. And they always had some weird
1: ass saying that made sense to nobody.
0: Yeah, it was like one gigantic end joke that no one else would understand at all.
1: Oh, so kind of like here. Yeah. <laughs> You shut your mouth all the jokes we do <laughs>
3: We're we going to make a t-shirt and did the same thing basically? <laughs> 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 point taken sometimes you got to eat the <laughs> oh,
1: that reminds me we got to get that t-shirt put together
3: <laughs> we do.
1: We do. Delvin, what ad stood out to you?
3: I will
0: go with one that was uh, all the way in the back cover. So I don't know if you guys got to see it or not, but it was uh, for Final Fantasy Crystal oh, damn it!
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for always going last.
1: I know.
0: I never played it. I never had a Wii, but I played plenty of Final Fantasy
2: games <laughs> and they provided me hours of entertainment. Love the Final
1: Fantasy. Yeah, I love the Final Fantasy too.
2: I was present when Delvin finished Final Fantasy VII. Oh, Ooh. forever. The best, the best one. I love that game so that damn game much. Was, that was yeah. like the first time I ever went to Delvin's dorm room in college. And we ended up chit-chatting until the wee hours of the morning. And he was playing that the whole time. And he actually beat it while we were chatting. Wow. I was so proud I left it on for hours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember there's times when me and my wife were dating and she'd come over. And I would just sit there and play the game. And you know, she'd kind of sit around (laughs) just just wanting to be around with me and that
3: back when she actually liked you and would put up with that kind of thing. Oh no, she was meant that mental roller was like, This is gonna stop.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, those good old days back then. (laughs) And she would even do the voices and read it to me once in a while, you know. Mm
2: -hmm. Back in the day where they were plotting and scheming.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Jared. What ad did you like in this issue? Which
2: video game ad did I select? Yeah, because this it, is the era of video games. It is. Boy. I honed in immediately on Mass Effect 2. I'm a huge fan of the franchise. I got on board with Mass Effect 1. 2 is probably my favorite installment of the franchise and then of course it beat three and i just recently beat andromeda and man love the whole thing so i'm all about some mass effect in fact i even got a page of original art from the first mass effect comics that were Mm. drawn framed and hanging up out in my building i've never played it oh so you'd like it man it's space and you love space Space. and it's rpg and you love rpg it's kind of a really good blend of rpg and shooter fantastic storytelling in a sci-fi space environment man it is incredible highly recommend
1: to add that to my list of games to play i got so many of them too man i know how that goes it is amazing though how many ads <laughs> are all <laughs> video games now it's like whoa every page was a video game ad. yeah Delvin took the Final
2: Fantasy, and Mm -hmm. I had the Mass Effect, and Jason, uh, Kingdom Hearts. Hearts, Mm -hmm. So which one are you going with there, Pat? you going to second somebody, or did you find another game that you like?
1: Well, you know what? I didn't find a game... Well, because you guys all took just about every one that I liked. Um, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to choose the covers. I don't know if they're ads for the other comics, the other Blackest Night comics that are out that you should be reading. But I thought the covers for those, I thought those are really cool. The Adam and Hawkman 46. I like that cover. There's one for the Phantom Stranger. Another one for the Question. One for Starman. One for Weird Western Tales. Those are cool, man. Yeah. The Power of Sazam. That's a really cool cover. I think that Yeah, I
0: have no idea what these books actually came out. I'm sure they did.
1: Yeah, they did. Blackest Night Suicide Squad and Catwoman one. So I thought it was really cool. And you can't go wrong with the, the last one on the page, two is the Blackest Night Checklist Part 3. Oh, yeah. You know, I always like getting checklists. I always like when they had that. So when they did these events, you'd have something you could go off of. I remember I got some of them from they'd be like on a little business card or so or like a postcard. And then you could check off the ones that you got as you were getting them from the comic shop. See,
0: I swear, that's a sure sign of me getting older. Like, they have big crossovers now. And I'm like, I don't give a crap. <laughs> I'm just collecting my comics. I'm reading this old crossover. Screw that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, that was the time. At the time, you were like, man, I got to collect all this stuff. I'm reading this, and I got to be involved in it all. And, you know, it leads you to another comic you haven't read. And so you felt like you had to read them all? Mm-hmm, yep. Still do. But maybe that was my problem, why I got so many, because I kept getting all these other issues that I could never read them all. And now it's
2: the company logo. (laughs) The very words I live by. So that's the ads that we like, you know, in video games. (laughs) So do you have a comment on this? Do you have a favorite ad? Do you got a favorite game? Let us know. Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or comment on the Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram page. And now let's continue on in a segment that we call Way Back in Time. Once again, it is time to take another revealing peek back into
1: history. What famous date shall I set it to today, Mr. Peabody? December 2009. Here's some major news from December 2009. On December 6th, final Broadway performance of A Steady Rain, starring Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig. Hey, I think we know. Hey,
2: Wolverine, Wolverine James Bond. (laughs) Very cool. On December 10th, US President Barack Obama accepted the Nobel Peace Prize
3: in Oslo. That's probably over in Europe somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) No way. On December 11th, Tiger Woods announces an indefinite leave from professional golf to focus on his marriage. Spoiler alert: it doesn't work out. <laughs> well,
2: his game comes back.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his game, his game is what got him into some trouble. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, when I said
2: Europe, did you say Norway? <laughs> is that what, what you said? said?
4: Maybe, Maybe? <laughs> you
2: tough bastard. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Oh, no. uh,
0: all right. Next uh I don't really No. Know
1: no <laughs> No <laughs> You don't have to. You don't
0: have no. to No read
3: it. You've oh. got to read it, <laughs> No
0: <laughs> Next up on December fourteenth, the seventy fifth Heisman Trophy Award uh, went to <laughs> Mark Ingram Jr. out of
1: Well, hopefully on December 15th, Boeing's new 787 Dreamliner makes its maiden flight from Seattle, Washington.
0: They called me Dreamliner in college.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On December 18th, James Cameron's
2: Avatar starring Sam Worthington, Zoe Saldana, and Sigourney Weaver was released in the United States, becoming the highest grossing film of all time at the time. And you know what, lads?
3: I've never seen it. I've seen it. I mean, it's okay.
2: I saw it
0: once. I went with Miranda to see it. Fell asleep in the movie for probably twenty minutes. Woke up and told her everything that happened.
3: <laughs> yeah. Saw it by osmosis. Did
0: you? <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> predictable, is what I'm saying. I got you. I got you.
3: All right. On December 19th, actor singer Kevin Jonas Weds Danielle DeLisa at Oheka Castle in Huntington, New York. And I don't give an f. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know a job, bro.
3: I'm not a Joe bro, no. Oh, man. I don't even know who he I, is. I, I, didn't, I don't think I understood most of that. <laughs> I, do, I don't either. I think <laughs> this is the guy, I, he's an actor from something. I uh. don't know what. He sang something, and he wed some girl at his <laughs> castle in Huntington, New York, and we're supposed to care about that.
0: All right. So, December 28th, Scarlett Johansson makes her debut on Broadway in the Arthur Miller play, A View from the Bridge. i
3: of A View to a Kill. Yeah, me too. There's a bridge. Ah, there's mm-hmm. a, yeah, I was, I was gonna say, there's a bridge in
0: that I, I have been on a bridge and ate from it, so that's a view from a bridge.
2: We don't have a lot of culture, that's what we're getting. At. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> weary comic. Sorry. Sorry, Joe Bro, I didn't mean to get negative on you there. I just
2: don't yeah. know
1: who this guy is. I just don't know who you are. We yeah. just lost all our Joe Bro audience right now. Oh man, man. I gotta, That's probably Dave Collins. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm done.
3: It was a good three years.
1: Well, let's go in and find out the top 10 movies for December 2009. No. I'll start it off with number 10. Did you hear about The Morgans? No. no. No, <laughs> oh, that's the name big of the movie
2: <laughs> I still didn't hear about it uh, Number 9 is a movie I've actually seen Called Invictus Not a bad little flick Was that the Matt Damon soccer flick? So Matt Damon, I think they were
3: playing rugby Not a bad movie I, I am the Freeman captain of my well. destiny That's
2: right Was, was Jason quoting movies uh, in the
3: background there? Yeah, I was, I was doing my Morgan Freeman impression Well hang
2: on a second I think it had Morgan Freeman in it as well
3: Hit at me with that impression, Jason <laughs> I am the captain of my destiny
2: Nah, needs work.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's a little bit tricky, right. dog. It's not league yeah. with my walk in, but it's close.
3: I could do it at Sean Connery's place. That's it.
2: <laughs> but it's not the same.
3: Then I've got number eight was Crazy Heart. I'm sure, it was great.
1: Yeah, we don't got nothing on that one.
0: Yeah, um, I'm also um, up in the air here about uh, number seven, The Lovely Bones. I
1: think that, that I horror. saw on
3: Cinemax late <laughs> on a Saturday right. night. <laughs> I think that was The Lovely Bones.
1: number six is up in the air and it was i don't think i saw that what the heck ah i don't know
2: (laughs) but number five is the first movie that my oldest son jordan ever went to see in the theater it is the princess and the frog oh i take him his mother took him
3: (laughs) don't give me any credit sounds like the uh, relationship was complicated which is our number four movie it's complicated (laughs) wish I could help you out. <laughs> Somebody got going for three. Yep, yep. Oh, you already said
0: it's complicated? I zoned out that bad? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I did. It's
0: getting late. <laughs> Dang, it's complicated. Number three is Sherlock Holmes, a movie I've heard of. Yay! Because Robert Downey Jr. needs more money. I cannot understand, like,
2: half the words Sherlock Holmes is saying in that movie. Well, speaking of Sherlock Holmes, you should check out our show, Saturday Matinee Theater, where we look at the 1954 <laughs> television series, Sherlock Holmes, and occasional
1: Flash Gordon episodes as well. Then we have number two, Elvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That movie
2: made $219 million. Because parents take kids to movies, and that's three tickets right there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
0: and there's three chipmunks.
2: And to no one's surprise, because we mentioned it
3: earlier in the historical notes, number one was Avatar. And if you take the total of all the other movies before Avatar and add them up, I still don't think they make that $760 <laughs> no. million. Yeah, 760 it, mil. Yeah. Whew, that is not chump change.
1: That was a hot movie. Well, let's get into the top three songs according to Billboard at this time.
3: And I guess yeah. I'll start it off with number three, which is Bad Romance by Lady Gaga. <laughs> What? I don't.
1: Sorry. What? I
3: too bad romance.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's not a bad song.
1: Not a, yeah, definitely a good song.
0: The number two song is TikTok by Kesha.
4: do
3: Yeah. Really? Nope. What's with you guys? I'm old. How'd
2: it go? Man, cool. I gave you a Pearl Jam reference earlier in the episode. Fine. <laughs> I,
0: I catch oh, woke boy. up in the morning boy. looking like... Oh,
2: p- yeah. I remember it now.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I feel like p Diddy, I should say.
1: Yeah. Then the number one song for December 2009 was Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z plus... Alisa Keys.
4: This is yeah. Concrete jungle where trees are made of. You do. To the bright life,
1: babe?
3: No, nothing, Jason. I got nothing. Nope. Sorry. Oh, I uh, disgusted with you. I I'm sorry. Uh, don't I'm look at me. I'm embarrassed. I'm old. I know New York State of Mind by Billy Joel. Does that count? No, no, it does not. Some folks like to get away, take a holiday from the neighborhood. Hop a flight to us his
0: Hollywood. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this part of the show. Got a comment or question? Send us an email at contact at longboxcrusade.com. i take it Follow at... and leave a comment on Twitter at longboxcrusade. Yeah, we'll be right back.
2: i Thank you. New State of Alexander Hamilton. Aaron Burr. If you're a history lover, or a musical lover, you probably know about both Hamilton and Burr's rise to power in the early stages of American history, and their infamous duel. But what if you didn't know the full story? What if one of them was a werewolf? White Rocket Entertainment proudly presents a 48-page full-color comic book, "Hamilton vs. Burr: A Werewolf Tale," written by Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, art by Nate Niles, colors by Ace Wheely and Ken Solomon, letters by Percival Constantine, and edited by Johanna Albrecht. "Hamilton vs. Burr: A Werewolf Tale" available digitally on Kindle and Comics Central. C o m i x Central. Prefer a print copy? "Hamilton vs. Burr: A Werewolf Tale," along with my other published works, are available at theyardsaleartist.big. Cartel.com. That's the yard sale artist.bigcartel.com. Or you can buy it directly from me creator jared Albright, the art sale artist at any of my comic-con appearances hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale get your copy today you won't regret it don't take my word for it here's what ming chen from amc's tv series comic book men had to say about it i really enjoyed it a lot of great werewolf scenes in here a lot of great uh, this is how
4: i wish history would be told the to kids <laughs> books like a-, a hamilton
2: versus burr a werewolf tale that's hamilton versus burr a werewolf tale
0: Welcome back from the break. Now let's get to the feedback part of the show where we share your comments, emails, questions, likes, and shares in a segment called Crusaders Comments. We are thrilled to kick off these comments with special shout outs to our Crusaders Club members. <laughs> <laughs> These are the fine folks that have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com, early access to special long box episodes, voting to help determine show content, quarterly newsletter, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. It, or stash it Bob Buster, Dave Collins, Gene Hendricks, Ivy Collector, Ivor Evans, Joe Thomas, John and Maggie, Maxwell Traver, Miranda W., Mr. Lobotomy. Ronald Wynn, Ross Michaud, Samantha Maney, Steve Cronin, Tim, Toronto Cop, and who is Scorpio? If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep us in mind, we record these episodes well in advance release, so if you're a recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries, just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we will get it straightened out. As a reminder, you can become a Crusaders Club member by heading over to Patreon.com and searching for Longbox Crusade for as little as one dollar a month. One dollar. One. What? But, but dude, I, I'm not joking.
2: After all those benefits, you said I thought that was at least a ninety nine ninety nine value.
0: No, no. I mean, it might be, but we're giving it to you. You $1. mean I
3: could join this club for as little as what I could find in Mary Jane's g string? <laughs>
0: Well, you can't Jason. <laughs> no. But anyone else but Mary, who Jane finds it, Mary Jane G string, which which is quite a lot of people, <laughs> join it for as little as one dollar a month. So you'll get access to the Amazing World of the Crusaders Club. I think you should come check it out. I think the rest of the guys do too. I'll speak for them. Mm-hmm. Don't have any extra mm-hmm. scratch lying around or not going to visit Mary Jane anytime soon, <laughs> but you still want to help us out here at Long Boss Crusade Headquarters? Please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. Even if you just want to keep it short with just star ratings, it helps raise the profile of the show and we will share your review on the next show. We are now get into social media, likes, shares, and retweets. We're talking about Longbox Crusade, episode 17, where we talked about Flash, issue 207, from April 2004.
1: Aaron Head Monk.
0: Yeah,
3: I, I left my wallet, wallet with, it, with it, Al Sedano. got
1: Austin
3: Kuykendall. Bill Beer. Chris at
1: BTO and Fat <laughs>
4: Let it go clinton
3: (laughs) Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) robinson coffee and comics collected edition (laughs) cousin hey i spotted him
2: (laughs) (laughs) darth ron i owe you a thousand apologies
3: my friend i know what i did (laughs) (laughs) i guess you do know what you did Demetrius Dillard, Dustin Stab,
1: Francesco Vanagoli, Gene Gene,
3: podcasting machine Hendrix, and he's all over the world. He's Geo Hal, Green Lantern H.G.,
1: and his elder eagle, Hal Jordan, Ivan Chudley,
0: Jeremy Spaulding, Joel Feliciano Romero.
2: John Livesay, one of the people on the comic. Oh, that's right. John Livesay was the anchor of that Flash issue, wasn't he? He's
0: very responsive. If you talk about one of his books or something, he will chime up
3: immediately.
2: Nice guy. Yeah, very cool. As opposed to Jonathan (laughs) (laughs) Schaefer-Hames. He knows what he did. He knows what he did. He sure
3: does. Then we have one of the best artists in the business, Ken Solo. Kirk Spencer hopes he will draw Sergeant Rock.
2: Logan Setti. I got Mag, M. Anthony, Gerardo, Ahia, Inia,
1: Rico, Rico.
3: Suave. Suave, and I've got Married with Comics and the Rod Pod with John and Maggie. Next up is Peter Lau.
2: Philip O. Paul Fernandez.
3: Professor Frenzy. Professor <laughs> Frenzy Show.
0: Next up, Richard Quinn Jr., Medicine Woman. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> good one, Delway. Good, good one. one. You
3: got
2: the good one from Pat. That's good stuff. Rick Heineken, Canadian Kingpin, Canadian
3: Daredevil. You decide. It's Ross Show. Ryan Daly. Secret Wars, and Beyond Podcast.
2: Stump James. Tim Price, come on down.
3: The next contestant on the long box is right. That's right. Battle wagon, baby. <laughs> Trentus Magnus.
4: Give me a
2: beat. Boom. <laughs>
1: Okay. Well, there ain't no pecking like the um, Pecking, pecking of the power Of the power, of the power, of the power pack Pecking, ain't no pecking Ain't no pecking.
2: <laughs> Don't stop I appreciate that
0: you say it on beat That is the most important thing of it all You know <laughs> You gotta stay on beat Stay on beat mm-hmm. Next up is Bernard Jeffries.
3: And I got that Wolfman cap. Ow! And then it's it's X-rated. It's Xenozoic Xenophiles. We will move on to social media comments.
0: From... I'm going to go with John Livesey since uh, I don't think we've got a comment from him before on um, any of our podcasts. We always appreciate having one of the artists of the book contribute. Uh, John Livesey was a inker for uh, this book and he did a, an amazing job. So thanks, John. And he j- just agreed with that. He said, yep, a great one. So he was happy about his work there too. Nothing wrong with a man who's proud of his work, especially when it's good work.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one from unpacking the power of the power pack because the power pack power can't stop. Say what? <laughs> Rick says, you guys are a riot. Thanks for making us laugh. So what we do? We have some fun. We do. We do. That's all I want to do is have some fun.
2: <laughs> I got a feeling you're not the only one.
0: Comes I like
2: that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to open a letter here from Edward Perez. And Edward says, remind me to never stand behind the flash after he's eaten cabbage. <clears throat> that seems fairly specific. But hey, if you're tuning in, Edward, don't stand behind the flash after he's eaten cabbage. There's your reminder.
3: And I'll wrap it up with, uh, it looks like an email from Green Lantern HG. And it says... His do not disturb sign is up. He is currently listening. I like that dedication. G L. He's G-O. a dedicated listener. We love some GL. i mm-hmm. L. I'm gonna
0: read one from uh, Dave Collins. Open one. That was just a crazy video. old man. Wait a minute. We didn't get a like, share, or retweet
1: from him. That son of a. <laughs> but he is because he is crazy. But so he gonna comment. He forgot the like.
0: It was a like, share, or retweet. <laughs> yeah you dave <laughs> okay fine <All> right
1: <laughs> i'm sorry dave
3: you can't do
0: that i <laughs> can't do that dave <laughs> he says saw this pop up in my feed this morning and i was like a flash did i miss like 50 episodes yes dave you actually did if you go far enough back on your feed, you'll find them
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. just trust us <laughs> there
0: Keep looking. Yeah. You don't see it? Keep Keep going. looking. All right. Thanks to everyone for the follows, likes, shares, and comments. We appreciate your friendship and help in supporting and spreading the word about this podcast.
1: And that's the show. Be sure to check out the website, longboxcrusade.com, where the post will be made for journaling this crusade. But before we go, if you've made it this far... And stuck with us which i hope you did we're just going to do a recap of where you can find the other blackest night
2: <laughs> so you're going to tell dave and glhg where they can find
1: it <laughs> yep. where you can find <laughs> where you can find the other jl may 2019 blackest night event podcast so we're very thankful for being part of this podcast event So, thank you, and thank you for listening. So, be sure to follow this episode up with the next one in the installment, and that is The Lantern Cast. They'll be covering Blackest Night number seven, number eight, and Green Lantern number 52.
2: What do those guys know about Green Lantern? I don't know. For additional coverage of this series, check out the Waiting for Doom podcast. They're going to be looking at Doom Controls number four and number five.
3: And you can check out Task Force X as they cover Suicide Squad number 67, Secret Six number 17, and Secret Six number 18.
0: And uh, next up, we have Justice's First Dawn. They will be covering Justice League issues 38 through
1: issues 40. Then be sure to check out Coffee and Comics podcast, as Clinton will be covering Adventure Comics number 4 through 7, and Untold Tales of Blackest Night number 1.
2: And my main man, Aaron Moss, is going to be rocking out some Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, and he'll cover Starman number 81.
3: And you can check out Dr. DC Podcasts as they cover Booster Gold number 26 and 27.
2: Ooh, I'm a Booster Gold fan.
0: And last but certainly not least, we have the Birds of Prey podcast. They'll be covering the JSA Mini, Issues 1 through Issues 3.
1: So, make sure you get a chance to check all these out and along with the other podcasts that came before us as well for the JLMA 2019 Blackest Night podcast event. So, with that, I want to give a big thanks to Jared, Jason, and Delvin for being here for three years with me. I can't believe it. Can you believe it's been three years? I (laughs) can't
0: believe it. Three years.
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely want to say, you know, thank you three guys. We've been recording now. Boy, it seems like every week we do a recording. So it's always nice. It's one of the days I look forward to talking with you guys every Wednesday or Saturday when we do our recording. So, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, this is a well oiled machine right here. I don't know what this <laughs> machine makes, but. <laughs> make a lot of trash Boop. <laughs>
1: <Boop-de-boop>. can.
3: <laughs>
1: Before we go, let's find out where listeners can find us on the internet. Jason,
3: you can find me at weasel skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and our Instagram
0: Delvin. You can find me on Twitter at D E underscore
2: R A Y one nine seven, seven, Jared. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. Once again, that's at Yard Sale Artist. And if you're heading to Heroes Con, you'll find me at the con, selling my wares, my drawings, my paintings, and probably hanging out with these guys. So stop by and say hi. That's June 14th through 16th, or thereabouts. Come to Heroes Con. Say hello. What about you, Pat? Where can they find you?
1: Well, you can find me on the Twitter at ChrisTatos01. And if you want to interact with us live on chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live rifles join us on our next episode of doing it live stream over on youtube we do them on the second sunday of every month and we always start at 3 30 p.m central time you can get signed up for that by looking up a long box crusade on youtube please subscribe to the channel and click the bell So you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Don't forget to check out the normal Longbox Crusade feed where we have Saturday Matinee Theater, where we're going through some really retro review of old TV shows and movies. And check out Crusader Chronicles, where we're actually chronologically going through my collection issue by issue. You can also find Transformers Chronicles as we're going through the Marvel series of Transformers and also action film face-off with Jared and Jason as they go head-to-head with randomized action movies. So, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Longbox Crusade. You got a comment, question? Email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com or leave a comment on the Longbox Crusade Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter page at Longbox Crusade. Until next time, take care, and please join us for the next episode as we continue on the crusade to...
2: Ring the ball! Oh. Happy anniversary!
1: The intro music is provided by musical genius Joe November. Check out his SoundCloud at
2: joseflin 99 You won't regret it.
1: All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended.
3: We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes.
2: I go out every night and sleep all day
3: Since you took your love away Since
2: you've been gone I can do whatever I
4: want
3: I can see you whenever I choose Eat my dinner in a fancy restaurant. But
2: nothing, but nothing I said nothing can, can take, take away these blues. Because everybody,
4: nothing <laughs> comes. <laughs> nothing <laughs> comes <laughs> to you.
2: Nothing, nothing. If Jason was standing by, how is <laughs> he not on yet? Oh, the cat's finally took over.
1: He's got some sort of catastrophe going no. on. Wow, wow.
0: Now is our time. You're going to die.
2: <laughs> Jason looked I like he woke up like I did.
3: <laughs> no, man, I just got dead. I've been working outside. Oh, Smoking some weed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> get, ready. Oh. So get ready for a show. Are you
1: smoking a weed, getting ready for the show
3: Are <laughs> right. Jason
1: I thought that was my job Yeah I know
2: right
3: Where do you think I got the weed? Oh.
2: <laughs> import export business
3: That's right yeah. man I got
1: yeah. that I got that Mongo mash up That's yep. good guys- The <laughs> Mongo mash
3: The <laughs> Mongo mash
1: <laughs> The Mongo mash The <laughs> mash
4: Into the private <laughs>
1: smash <laughs> The Mongo mash and get it from Pat. <laughs> it's guaranteed to knock your pants off that's
3: right
0: <clears throat> really now I can't clear my throat when I'm about the podcast' with that
1: here let me do it
3: damn yeah!
2: The flavor of the rhythm of my throat, and while I get a chance,
1: uh, let, let me clear, me clear my news. My
2: throat.
3: I need these monitors right here. Music in the monitors.
2: and it's all a little something like this here. But you gotta remember, at one point, it was a warm summer's evening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a train.
3: Train bound. bound oh, no way. We're both too tired to sleep. So, so, we, took took to so, so we, we took turns to stare to <laughs> the window. The we window at the darkness. Dill <laughs> <laughs> of boredom <laughs> overtook us. And he, and he began speak. to
1: speak. He said,
3: Son, I made a life. out of reading people's faces. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. way. I also had ABBA. Uh, two ABBA albums.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm mm huh he did. I remember these. See that girl, watch that sea, dig in the dancing queen.
4: Some of the Saturday
2: ones that... Friday night and the lights are low. <laughs> <laughs> Looking
4: up for a place to go. Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, we nailed that shit. <laughs> yeah, take real.
4: We're we're ready for Charlotte. Anybody.
2: <laughs> Speaking of which, um I guess I need to <laughs> We'll tell it all, <laughs> all
4: about the silver. Age.
0: It makes you wonder,
4: do they know it? Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> all about the silver ray uh,
0: <laughs> oh my goodness I was worried I mean really do they know it's Dale May at all
2: for just pennies a day you two could put Pat back in touch with his cotton candy machine
4: <laughs>
2: we'll send you a photograph of the Pat that you're supporting
3: <laughs> hey, Mister Peabody.
1: Oh, put that Should December. I good, oh, here,
2: December. Oh, oh I, I interrupted you again. Sorry. I'll be quiet this time. December. You saw 2000- this coming. You knew I was. going be- <laughs> to <laughs>
0: I was about to Sean Connery. It's a much appreciated support.
3: <laughs> I appreciate that support. <laughs> uh, so work. now Lucy's world famous. <laughs> <laughs> She's international. She's gone international.
1: That's international. Actually, know,
3: but I'm not a microphone. <laughs> I get even crazy. crazy. I'm eating outrageous.
2: Stay with me. It's contagious.
3: You oh, guys are gonna have those. to. I'm gonna have to let you guys uh set me up with some Spotify recommendations or something. This is embarrassing. I had three songs and I don't know. <laughs> it's <takes laughs> two. That was from the '80s. <laughs> Rob Base. Oh, I know that one. It oh, I out